Welcome to the Fit2 Talk podcast. Thank you for joining us for a guest episode during which we are joined by real life guests. And we talk about the realities of real life guests in the performing arts and the realities of a career in it. <laughs> they're real. They're real, we promise. They're, they're real people. <laughs> they are. They are real people. <laughs> um, and if you like what we do, which is this apparently, uh, then please leave us a review or on Spotify. Click that follow button. Also, button. Also, if mm. you like our meaningful, helpful and accurate information, then perhaps fit to performers for you if you want to be coached by none other than us two. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my word. Fantastic. <laughs> yeah. Uh, find out more information on our website or on Instagram at fit2 underscore talk. Yes. Boom. Okay. Oh, well, you, could, you could drive a bus through our pauses today. We are f- so high energy. This is the... Oh, yeah. We're just like z- zigzagging. I don't know why I said zigzagging. I don't know where that came from. Because you're tired. We're zigzagging. So <laughs> uh, Moving yeah. on. We've got an incredible <laughs> guest for you today. Oh man, we do. He, like, What an amazing actor he is. Yeah. Genuinely one of the finest actors I know. But there you go. There's the, the Stefan seal of approval. Yeah. Arr, arr, arr. <laughs> yeah. Sorry if you're listening to this, Jason. Uh, but, uh, but it's true. I did. I've never true, actually yeah. said that to him. But uh, yeah, what a, what a guy. What, what a, a guy and what a CV as well. Shall I take you through some of his CV? I think it would be rude if you didn't. I think it would be rude. Uh, uh, so film. Yes. He's done some films. 1917. The Limehouse Golem, mm. some bangers there. Uh, TV includes Andor, which uh, we speak about quite a lot on the uh, on the podcast, which uh, is a, a fan favorite, yeah. part of the Star Wars Empire. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you did that. like that. You see, yeah, that's a wild, like what a wild job to have. Yeah, anything to be part of that, a massive, massive franchise like that. Mm. It's crazy. And also, as you said, in 1917, like working with Sam Mendes, yeah. you know, uh, it's not like uh, this guy's doing Amdrams in his local town. Yeah, just a, just a small film, 1917. Yeah. Just and, a teeny uh, tiny one. Uh, he's also been in The Walk-In, the, the Crown, World on Fire, Call the Midwife, Young Wallander. Yeah, I've never heard of any of those. No, they're Jokes. all very like, they're all massive. Teeny tiny like art house projects. Yeah, giant massive things. And he's currently, <laughs> oh, you're going to do theatre, aren't you? I am going to do theatre. Let's do theatre. Why don't, uh, why don't you say what he's currently in? He's I'll... currently in a play at the Noel Coward called Patriots, um, which is Tom Hollander, right? So yeah. it's uh, unbelievable. I need to go see it. I really want to see it. Uh, yeah, what a what fantastic piece to be part of. And he's playing Litvinenko. So if people don't know who Litvinenko is, have a little quick Google. Mm. Uh, that'll pop up. But what a role, what a part. And uh, by the time you listen to this, I think you've just about got time to go and see him. So Yes, don't... in theory, hopefully. Don't wait. Don't wait. Don't don't miss no. out. Other theatre. Go on, hit us with it. Other theatre. Um, theatre includes uh, Bent, Queer Theatre at the National, uh, Hangmen, Shook, Raven's Court, and the 306, which I do believe you two are in together. The 306, colon, oh. Dawn. <laughs> Sorry. It's am- I shouldn't laugh. It is amazing dawn. how a colon can change the meaning of a sentence. The 306. Colon, Dawn. For instance, dawn. for instance... Uh, Jane ate her friend's sandwich or with a colon, Jane ate her friend's colon. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. You're welcome. Let's move on. Please enjoy Uh, uh, Joseph Davies. It's fit to talk. What, What did you do on Star Wars? I suppose we should ask. Um, I played one of the new characters in Andor. Yeah. It was kind of the prison break, trying to get out of the Narkeena Five, apparently. Yeah. Which is where the the lead ended up being. Uh, It was cool. Again, I just played the sort of angry, vulnerable man who just screams and punches people. Which is uh, lovely. It's it's worth saying. It's not dissimilar to how I know (laughs) he's Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. In real life or from the show. (laughs) No, the character, the character. (laughs) And uh, so what was the experience like? So obviously the Star Wars fandom is like... It's wild. It's mental. It's mad. Wild is probably a good term. Yeah. Yeah. They're they're thoroughly engaged in it. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's Yeah, it's mad. At the theatre now, I'm still getting fan mail of people just asking me to sign a picture of... Yeah, and or stuff. Really? Nothing to do with the show I'm currently <laughs> We just know you're there. We don't care about we don't know. care about what you're doing now. It's like, okay, play about Russia, but sure, okay, yeah, yeah no, you're right. <laughs> what's more important is that one. Sure, sure, sure. So do you do you feel that pressure slightly? 
Uh, the pressure of like well, just people knowing where you are. That's a bit weird. I mean, it is. I mean, with that one, it's not too bad. They don't know my address yet. Yeah. I hope. Yes. I hope. They I hope. Will. Anyway, <laughs> I hope not. But um, that one's. I mean, that one's quite obvious, isn't it? When the you know all the release gets put out and put it in a show. I mean, you guys must have it as well. Yes, people know that. But luckily, I don't live there. So, yeah. but it is. It is. Yeah, it is weird getting sent stuff. But luckily, I've not had any weird ones again. I was yeah. like, what's the best thing? Yeah, there's got to be something terrifying you've been sent. Or best, no, best no, and terror, most terrifying. <laughs> no, it's just me. It's more on Instagram. It's oh, okay. the, the DMs, mate, from yeah. some people. I probably shouldn't be saying this. <laughs> so it's just like, Don't send me weird stuff. Yeah, it's just, yeah, it's just, it's that kind of thing, isn't it? When you do something public and then people believe they own a little bit of you. Yeah. yeah. So then because of that, they can say what they want to you. Which yeah, is I like, have been saying what I want to him on Instagram now for quite some time. You are one of the problems. I'm only coming on here to stop you. Yeah. <laughs> You're a problem, Stefan. <laughs> to hand over the restraining order. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just stop. Just, yeah, just stay stop. away. Yeah. Just leave me be. <laughs> That's a committed way to do that. I respect that. Yeah. Thank you, man. Thanks. <laughs> but stop coming to my house. Yeah. <laughs> Shit, he knows. You've been told. It's me. Uh, uh, one of the things we do on this podcast, uh, I may have mentioned it to you before, is the liar, liar thing. So yeah, yeah. at some point during the recording of this, if you could attempt to tell us a lie, um, we've, we like to try and keep score from our guesses. We like to try and do it, yeah. We don't do very well. No, we're pretty terrible at it. But... In this current season, I suppose, it's 5-3 to Bobby. Oh, thank you. Okay, that's Skills. good. I'm I hoping mean, I'm a lie detector. It's a hard yeah. game, man. I mean, it's real asking hard. actors on. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You're telling me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah it's good. What? You would think. <laughs> yeah. okay. Right, okay, I understand. Sometimes, uh, I would say about half the guests forget to lie. Yeah, or they get so obsessed with trying to lie that mm. they get completely distracted from actually talking about what they want to talk about. Yeah, which is fantastic. Which is a slight flaw <laughs> maybe like, in yeah. our plan. In the design of the podcast. Yeah, yeah it was, the, most, it was the, the thing I was most pressured by when you sent me <laughs> okay. the brief and I was like, what am I going to lie about? What's it going to be? Too many <laughs> options, I think. Um, so whereabouts did you begin your life? Begin my life. Uh, I think it was a hospital in Enfield um, is where I came to. Obviously, my mum. Yeah. Okay, that didn't start well. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah. yeah, so I grew up in Enfield, uh, which is just sort of outside of Tottenham and Edmonton in northeast London. Um, and mum were mum is a singer and an opera singer, and she's, she still tutors now. So because of that, she sort of would take me to theatre all the time. And I think that's just how I sort of became obsessed with it and realised that's the only thing I can do. <laughs> it's the only thing I can possibly pass pass by and make money from. I didn't know that about you. We've worked together. And I, if I did, I'd forgotten because my dad's an opera singer too. And that's the, so we're doing that same thing. Now, now we're talking about it. That rings Maybe. bells. That I think we spoke about it at one point. But we did that show a long time ago. We did that show a long time ago. There was lots of alcohol involved. I'm somewhat. <laughs> tell me, but tell me about this show that you both did. Well, we were stu- <laughs> well, we were stuck in the middle of nowhere for one. That was that was the first part. We did a. Would you call it a musical? I'm not sure. I don't. I I, I would call it a play. Yeah. with some music because there were like right. three songs. There were three songs, and they were quite. They weren't really. Some more, maybe more. Yeah, it was something mm. something like that. Five. They weren't. Yeah, let's call it five. <laughs> but, Just uh, on the same side. Yeah, and they were. They were. They, uh, it was kind of also verging slightly on operatic again, wasn't it? Really? It weren't really, it wasn't joyful. It was a play about all the World War I soldiers that got executed for cowardice. Right. Yeah, cheery. Yeah, um, really, really light topic. Yeah, really, really light topic. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, so to deal with the topic. To deal with the topic. And because, sorry, should have said, we were rehearsing it in Glasgow, but then we were taken out into the middle of a field. They converted a, a barn amazingly absolutely incredible it's huge but they converted it into a into a theater but again we were yeah. in the mid literally in the middle of the field yeah it was like <laughs> a collaboration with national theater scotland and perth theater wasn't it yes and so to, to be clear perth theater already mm. middle of nowhere middle yeah of perth nowhere. is in the middle of nowhere and area. then people got a coach from perth oh. theater oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. to the place and it was like a 45 minute coach was like, i yeah, love a coach journey yeah it was full on it was <laughs> yeah. full on but it was amazing yeah and then yeah, uh, the, our way of coping with that was was two ways, wasn't it? Really, which was two ways to just party in the house that we rented. Yes, <laughs> nice. you, you you had a you were staying with two other people. 
yeah, yes. Yes, yes. Yeah. he was there with two other people. And then the other car, we all rented a house. Because it was, I mean, there was no hotel. <laughs> there was no other choice. I've just had a flashback to being in that house. And uh, a previous guest on this podcast, mm. Peter Hanna, mm. he was staying with me. Yes, he and was. I, yeah. I, I don't know if you remember this story, but he, we will have told you on the day. He had, he was on the phone to someone in his room. This is right. what he says happened. Yeah, I do. I remember that. <laughs> and, he, and there was a fly. And so he tried to kill this fly by throwing his phone at it whilst he was on the phone. So he threw his phone at this thing. It went into the wall and shattered a huge chunk out of the wall. And now it would, to anyone's eyes, look like somebody had punched a hole in this wall. Yeah. <laughs> And to this day, he maintains that that is what happened. Yeah. That is without doubt a lie. I, I mean, an, Peter Hanna, I know you're going to listen to this. That is a lie. <laughs> you're really lying to yourself. Sound like one. It does. Like, it does. Yeah. He are. threw his phone at a fly. Yeah. <laughs> yes. At a fly. It wasn't the smartest moment, if it's true. No. It was yeah. also the last day. Yeah. You guys were moving out, right? Like, you guys Perfect. were literally just not moving getting out. your deposit back. From that. Like, he just like shouted for me. He was like, Stefan, what do I do? And I was like, I don't fucking know. Like, yeah, go to BQ now. Yeah, I was yeah. like, cover it with something. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, I think you were trying to get a picture or something yeah, to like put for a while. And we did, we did, we found one. And then he was like, I can't. I need to tell them. At some, point they're gonna know. Yeah, at some point they're going to know. The picture's not meant to be there. Yeah. Yeah. Why yeah. is the picture really low down? Yeah. No, yeah. it was head height. This thing was very visible. How considerate of Pete. Good times, good times. And I mean, you looking at your CV across the board, right? Like that show is an example of taking on like a pretty challenging role. That, yeah, that one was, yeah. It's kind of helpful, isn't it, when you don't have a choice? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know when, when, yeah. when I have to make money? <laughs> so yeah. I'm like choosing it. So at that point, but I owe something to my career because of that. Because it has been challenging, and I like I like that. But that is very much a part to it. You know, when there is no other option, so you're like, yeah, of course I'll take it. I'll do anything. Yeah. And then it's and then you're sort of faced with finding out brand new stuff, and that's the most exciting part of the job. I think. Because like, I remember that really fondly, and uh, we should mm. say you mentioned that it's about people who are killed for cowardice in, in the First yes. World War. You know, some, un well, some might say all unjustly, but, uh, you know, there were real-life stories of real people, mm -hmm. and this was a real guy that you were playing yep. uh, who suffered terribly with what we now know as PTSD, but obviously back then they didn't know what any of that was. And, uh, you know, you had to really mm. get into that, I suppose, is the... Yeah, it was the... Um... The shell shock element. It was a hugely physical show as well, um, and yeah. So the, my character had shell shock, and we tried to show that in a number of times. And he, he couldn't go over the front because he had shell shock. It was like physically stopping him from moving. So yeah, that was, and also being stuck on one, one stage yeah. the whole show, and only interacting with Peter Hanna. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that was it. Throw his phone at me a couple of times. Yeah. <laughs> um, There's so many stories that, that to make sense of that because it was a converted barn. The audience was sat in various areas, and there were like raised platforms that were yeah. different stages for different points. And then around the outside, there was like this, like I guess like a tunnel system made out of scaffolding on yeah. two levels with like mm. trees that looked like rifles all around. It was yeah. like, oh, okay. it, oh yeah, oh so, it was cool. Yeah. And it they were huge. They were, mm. they were absolutely massive. It was like I think we got numbers. They said some. They spent like half a mil on yeah. that show didn't they they spent like half a mil and it was we could only afford to do 18 shows or something yeah. <laughs> it was crazy Jesus. it was mad uh, but fantastic yeah, but then amazing. yeah then you were literally bang in the centre of that show yeah, yeah, <laughs> for yeah. the entire time yeah um, yes and Peter Hanna who famously had an iron in his mouth for that he one he did show. have an iron in his mouth uh, sorry that's an in joke was, between the show the line was meant to be I can taste iron Instead, he just went, I have an iron in my mouth. <laughs> and at that point, we're all playing the dead, resurrected, oh, coming no. to haunt Harry. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. You know, in, in a much more artistic way, but that's essentially what was happening. Yeah. And he said that with an audience and we're like... Yeah, corpsing was <laughs> is difficult. You're like, nope, I can't do it. <laughs> yeah. We're done. You're like, I'm out. I'm uh, going to cut one of those five songs. Yeah. <laughs> just move on to the next. I've not earned this. <laughs> like, uh, so since then, like, stuff has been all, you know... if. When we just read your CV, you're like, oh, 
you've done shitloads of stuff and it's all been epic and fantastic. What's the is that the reality? Is that a fair representation? Um, yeah, it's been it's been very varied. It was very varied. After that, I kind of didn't work in theatre for ages. Uh, it was all it was all TV, which is great because I I love I love screen. Is it? I, I, I think it's so exciting and mental, you know, like just part of a hectic moving train and you just got to jump on it and just see where it lands. So that's, that's been great. And it's been great to come back to theatre again now. But yeah, I'm very lucky. I'm very lucky, in fact, that nearly everything that I've done, I've been, well, pretty much everything, I'd say probably one project. Um, but everything else I've just been interested in. Mm. And I'm very lucky for that. And seeing... So many friends that are just doing stuff that just drives them mad. But again, you've got no option. So you, you just go for it. So yeah, I am very lucky. I'm, I'm literally like, everything in me wants to go, bring this up <laughs> and try and guess the one that you <laughs> like this one. Oh, we'll guess that at the end. Yeah. <laughs> I've just given you a new game. Yeah. Haven't you gone? Guess the thing that the guest is uh, least happy about being on their TV. <laughs> yeah. That's not a bad shout for a... Uh, for a segment. For a private segment. For a private segment that we just can't do put on that our own. Because people no, okay, yeah, yeah, I haven't worked again since I've been on your podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Which that's casting director do you hate the most? <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, great. Cool. going to tear everybody down. Tear their sweet careers apart. Yeah. Hate yeah. this producer. Hate mm. this producer. Done. 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 Right. We have no podcast left. <laughs> so you're in now. You're in. Uh, what's the play called? Forgive me. Uh, it's called Patriots. Patriots. And you're mm. playing Litvinenko. Yeah. I can't say his name. Litvinenko. Yeah. So again, really light character. Really light, but you know what? It's it's kind of it's great because there is a lot of comedy in the show. Because I don't think you can ever uh, what's the word? You can't ever tell a sad story to an audience without there being some comic element. Because otherwise, nobody's gonna nobody's gonna stay engaged. Yeah, mm. it's just it's it's too sad to get past. So there there is so much there is so much comedy in it. Of course, Tom Hollander is and. An amazing comedic genius, as is everybody on the show. So it's able to translate that is 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 really well. Uh, is is really great. Sorry, um, and yeah, playing Litvinenko is is great. Is he's? I mean, he was one of the most incredible men ever. Um, and then getting to meet his wife and and son was something that was really sort of grounding wow. and and amazing. Um, and yeah, playing the Noel Coward man, mm-hmm. man, that's a great theatre. Yeah. I love it. Oh, it's also like, surely young you is going, I, I, yeah, this is it, right? Yeah, this is cool. <laughs> I've still not gone over it. I mean, there's one, because this stage sort of comes out into the audience a little bit in the first couple of rows, there's a moment, of, we, there is just me on stage sort of talking to an ominous voice, which is the, the KGB at the time. I'm just sort of looking around and really being stood in the middle. You just never get part, you never get over it. Do you? You, wow. you know, just like addressing an audience and just, it should be, because I get nervous. I get nervous talking to people in yeah. small crowds. Yeah. And yeah, I know there's lines, but for some reason I can stand in front of 900 people and say words and nobody else on stage. It's just, how does that, how do you get over it? I'm fascinated by this as a concept because I'm the same, right? If yeah, you, same as well. And mm. it's, it's bizarre. If you ask me to go and do a speech in front of a, an audience, like I've had to do that in a show before mm. where they go, oh, you know, instead of getting the stage manager to go out and speak to the audience before the show because of a problem, mm. like they've asked me to do it. I'm fine with that. Yeah. But the other day I needed to just do like a little warm up speech for some students before they did their show. And I was like, uh, <laughs> some words. And I was like, they're all looking at me. <laughs> yeah. It's crazy, isn't it? It's, it's my, just the idea of doing a best man speech makes me sweat. Yeah. In no way it's do brutal. I ever want to do that. Yeah. Are you, are you currently in that process? No. Well, thanks, because I am, yeah, and that's, you are. And that's oh, yeah. uh, literally in like five weeks. Uh, I'm I'm best man for someone, and I haven't started writing the speech, which isn't helping the nerves. <laughs> no, no, the, the the time frame that's left is not going to be helping. It's that. short. It's short. Mm. Yeah, that's that's intense. Have Sorry. you done it before? No, 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 no. Have you? I've done it once. Advice? Uh, <clears throat> I just lent in on what I know, so I used a bunch of like projections and multimedia. Okay, that's great. <laughs> I was like, I'm just going to make a bunch of pictures. I did like a picture of him on the moon and a picture of him as Batman. That's perfect. Like, that's just what I did. I was like, I've got nothing funny to say, yeah. so I'm just going to put some pictures up. It's that pressure, isn't it? It's that be funny. Yeah, yeah. I did. I just did some like classic gags. Okay. 
I'm like, just uh, like I don't want classic gags. <laughs> just throwing a couple of dad jokes every so often. Wait, it's impossible not to. But that's what you've got. <laughs> like you've got such an arsenal of dad jokes that you'll be fine. It's, uh, it's endless. It's just the entire audience. After five minutes, we're like, oh, for fuck. Right. <laughs> right, I didn't realize this was a stand-up show, dear God. This is a list of dad jokes now. <laughs> yeah. Are you going to say anything about them? Just like, welcome to Stefan's stand up. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> One man added brush. Yeah, like, it's 20 minute long. <laughs> Everyone needs to eat. They're like, the kitchen's like, the food's ready. Like, come on, let's <laughs> beat this up. Let's get this over. When do speeches happen at a wedding? Over the dinner, I think. Yeah, yeah it's like in, diff- in between courses sometimes. In between, yeah. Because mm. you want, by that point, everyone's starving. Yeah, you've got to let them start eating. Yeah. Otherwise, if you do, I went to one wedding where they did all the speeches before dinner, yeah, and you're like, I've been here for like six hours and I'm starving. Yeah, because there's oh, always like a half ten or eleven, that, or not always, but like some. If you're really involved in it, then that's yeah. around the time that you kind of show up. Mm. Then you've got like whatever the ceremony is. <sighs> then they have pictures. I know it's a whole day. <laughs> it's a whole it's, thing. It's a palaver. It really, it really is a palaver. <laughs> such a long, you know. Now. Uh, what, are you intending to get married at any point in your life? We're really hitting the God, big, that's an intense big question. Dem Star Wars fans, literally, they're oh. like, <laughs> just, say no. I'll marry you. Yeah, <laughs> they're thirsty for it right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All on the DMs, the phone's going mental. Uh, I, I don't know, man. I don't know. I think I kind of hate the pressure of stuff. And then I, I've just got this built in my head, maybe just because of my, you know, the history, my mum and dad divorced and stuff like that. And I just, I just, I think save the money. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> just go on holiday, celebrate. I don't, if, you know, if my partner turns around and it feels like that is the right time and they say to me, I, I want to get married, it's important to me. Then sure, I don't think it's important. To me, I don't think it's important. No. Imagine the holiday you could have for 20 grand. Well, also, you, could, you could just choose not to work for a year. Yeah. You don't really need to go. We could have a wedding or we could just not work for a year yeah. and do do whatever we want to. Yeah. Whatever yeah. we want to come up during this time. Let's just go for it. Let's do that. Yeah. <laughs> or just, I just, the idea of spending some money to have like a big celebration with friends over that time. Mm. Yeah. Sounds great to me. Yeah. But yeah, the whole thing, I know sometimes if somebody's from a different country and they're going home to to get married as well. Then I understand spending the money to go and see your friend have that moment in another country. But when somebody's from Enfield, yeah. let's just say Enfield, and then decides, you know, we're going to get married in South Africa, and you're like, wow, that's selfish. Yeah. <laughs> that is the thing. Like, at what point, like, how far would you be willing to go for a wedding? Yeah. Uh, quite far on Zoom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that. Even, that. I, know, don't, I don't think I'd be willing to go on Zoom for a wedding. Zoom is painful, man. I think yeah. I'd rather go to like France. <laughs> yeah, I'd and rather I, spend a dollar to get to France. But if it was like, oh, we're having this wedding in Australia, and it's not immediate family, mm. I'm not there. Mm, yeah, a hundred percent. Yeah, I think so. Oh yeah, I'm not spending that cash because you're like, that's at least a grand. Exactly. Easy. Easy, and it's not even. It's not. You don't get to do what you want. No, yeah. I'm not there for a holiday. <laughs> that, I'm not spending that thousand pounds on a holiday I want. Yeah, I'm going on a holiday someone else's trip. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like, if you're going to go to Australia, like you don't want to go just for like four days or something yeah. for a wedding. You're like, yeah. well, I need to go there for like three weeks, and then that's three weeks off work, yeah. and then yeah. that's going to be co- like you're like, no. Nah. People always forget this. You're like, there's the cost of not working. Mm. There's the opportunity cost of the money you could have made during that time as well. And then there's the actual cost. So you're, it's not actually like a grand. Mm. It's like however much money you earn a week is lost on top of that. Yeah. Unless you get holiday pay. But for performers. Nope. That's, <laughs> no, yeah, that's not interesting. If it's, you're in a job, how long is the contract you're on now? It's a 12-week uh, run. Amazing. 12-week nice. run. That's but great. I mean, calendar, right? Like, that's nice. It is, yeah, no, it's great. It's lovely to do it. I'll still say just the cost of being in this city. Though, oh. <laughs> I've lo- I've hardly saved yeah. anything. Yeah, yeah. Just from going and just getting lunch before going into the show. Since when did meal deals become five pounds? Oh, I'm furious. Yeah. I'm livid. Do you know the one that gets me is the Tesco meal deal. I think I said this to you the other day. Tesco meal deal is like five pounds unless you've got a club card, yeah. in which yeah. case it jumps down to like, I don't know, 399, 350. But the club card scanners never work. Nah. 
That, it, I feel like it's, it's a rig. I feel like it's an absolute scam to mm. try and get everyone to be like, oh, I just, I can't, I'm just going to pay the five pound. Mm. Do, do you use the app? The Yeah, app, it though? doesn't work. <laughs> i got so much rage. So much pent up rage about this. It. it does not work. Tesco are scamming us. Mm -hmm. I love that. We had a market research director on um, oh, yeah. on the show on an expert episode to chat oh, about yeah. this kind of stuff about why they why they do that and what they actually do. Uh, he might. We should call him up and we go, should. Is this a scam? Is this a scam? Are they, is Tesco are they coming for us? I think they are. They might be. I think I they think are. So. Just steal some stale sushi for a fire. Yeah. There's also now like premium meal deals as well. That's a thing. Is it? Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> Sainsbury's has got premium meal deals. Yeah. Why complicate things? Just give me one price. I'm. I'm or just don't include it in the meal deal. Yeah. Like the yeah. premium doesn't look that premium either. And then like, it's, don't call it, it really isn't. <laughs> yeah. like, like nothing about this prepackaged sandwich is yeah. premium. Yeah. It's what? still crusty in the edges. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Sucks. yeah. And there's only filling at the front of the packet. You know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah, it's man. Like X filling. And it's yeah. like, you open the bread, and you're like, there's fucking nothing yeah. in there. You spent a fiver for a baguette. Yeah. <laughs> uh, literally, yeah. yes. Go Greg's. Go Greg's. Go Greg's. I completely agree. Yes. I think Greg's is the one, man. We've just done. We've we just done the Greg's episode. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. out. We've released the Greg's episode. The Greg's Greg's hacks. I, I can't even say that. Greg's Greg's hacks. hacks. Greg's hacks. The, get the Greg's app. I'll tell you that now. That's that's a win. The Greg's yeah, app is a win. Yeah, it's like it. it's so good. You just get you can like rack up a bunch of savings. Like if yeah. you, I don't know, with, with pretty much anything in there. If you have like eight, you get one free or something. So like you're just slowly scanning it, scanning it, scanning it, and you're like, oh, I've got a free breakfast. Win. Oh, yeah, but free coffee. Good. All right. Done. Just remind me at the end. I keep forgetting. Yeah, get the app. <laughs> Just um, <laughs> so uh, I remember you, like uh, what I would describe, I can't remember from our previous conversation, being bitten by the fitness bug at one point. Like I think, I think we saw each other at like Pete Hanna's <laughs> 30th birthday. Sorry, I have to say I was not expecting that sentence. <laughs> <laughs> so that really threw me off. It's a great sentence. Uh, is, that a, is that a phrase? <laughs> I don't know. A Maybe a phrase that my mum might use. Um, it is now. And uh, it was at Pete Hanna's 30th birthday god he's come up a lot and uh and you were saying you were like i am on it <laughs> yeah man i so where do i start so i was quite a big guy um and I'm, when when you knew me i was i was a pretty big guy as well i uh so when it got to to lockdown i've always sort of wanted to lose the weight but i didn't know i didn't know how to that was the thing so i was always before i was always into fitness and stuff because i was doing a lot of weightlifting as I was a kid and sort of as a teenager and stuff, and I loved it. I loved being able to lift really, really heavily, but I had no idea the nutrition value and, and I didn't know how to lose weight and all that kind of stuff. And always wanted to. It played a huge, huge part of my mental health and confidence and stuff. So as we got to the wonderful thing that was COVID, um, I, <laughs> it was either one or two ways, you know. It was kind of I either stay indoors and do what everyone else was doing, which is just drinking constantly, or I really focus on doing it this way. So a friend of mine who lost a load of weight sort of told me about his crash diet that he was doing, but it wasn't really a crash diet. It was, it was called Cambridge One. I think that was it. But I looked into it, and it had all everything that I needed because I knew a lot of people went on these crash diets and then were unwell because you're not getting what you need. So in these packs, it it was it was it was telling me this is what you need, and so that's when my I sort of started to learn about my body because nobody had taught me mm. uh, how to how to deal with it. So it was a great journey to start there, and then so I lost the weight very quickly. I lost about three stone in three or three and a half stone. I can't remember in about two and a half months. Wow! So it dropped it dropped really quick, and to be fair, that was. I probably shouldn't be doing what I was doing, which was working and still running, you know, because I was amazed. I couldn't believe it. I was like, I'm doing 5K and I've not stopped. Yeah, and I yeah. can actually breathe instead yeah. of having a heart attack. <laughs> I couldn't fucking believe it. I felt like a superhero. Definitely not. But you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, Marvel's next. You heard it here first. No, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, if you've got a fat superhero that loses weight, um, <laughs> do you know? So, so that was it. But then, that's what Chris Pratt did, isn't it? Oh my god! I think that's what all of them do. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, but like famously, he was in, when he was in Parks and Rec. He yeah, was a bigger yeah. guy. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. He got jacked. Yeah. By his own description, he says he thought he was only funny because he was fat. Like yeah, that's yeah. the phrase he mm. uses. And so he got fatter by his again by his own use of terms because he was like, "This is going to make me funnier." Mm. And yeah. then he 
sort of came to the conclusion that that wasn't why he was funny. And then he got cast as Pingy and Guardians and was like, oh, yeah, I can still be funny. Yeah. I find it so early. I think Hollywood at that time, and to, sorry, not even just Hollywood, even here, I think at that time that, that was a thing. Yeah. It very mm. much was a thing. It was either, you're either incredibly good looking and fucking bland or yeah. that, and really funny. <laughs> yeah, and that yeah. was it. Now there is so much more different play with it. But at that time, I think that definitely was, I can understand mm. Because I think it genuinely was a thing. Yeah, yeah. I think that, like in in well, in musical theatre particularly, there is definitely an assumption that if you're fat, you're going to be funny. Yeah, 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 yeah. I there think is, that's maybe still more prevalent. Yeah, than, yeah. I think that's like they're like, oh, he's fat. Oh, yeah, get him in for the comedy part. You're like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't yeah. think don't that's think those two things are particularly linked necessarily. Yeah. Yeah. So sorry, I massively interrupted you there. So you went, no, no, no. you felt like a superhero because you were running these five Ks and you were doing quite a lot at the same time. Or, yeah, or yeah. Stuff to. I just, I just. I sped the process up even more by doing stuff that I shouldn't have done. Like I shouldn't have been, I should not have been doing the exercise because I was only eating you know, like 800 calories a day and still doing 10,000 <sighs> steps and running. Do you know what I mean? It was, yeah. it was yeah. really fucking stupid. But, but you didn't know then and you know now. I do know now. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So that part, that started it all really. And then, and then building up because, you know, I was, I was a weed by the end of it. Yeah. Um, so any muscle that I did have just was non-existent. It was tiny, um, but my friends and family were worried because I just looked at I looked at anorexic, and I guess at some point you could say it's virgin on because of the dietary of what that would be, so you can mm. understand it. But then building up afterwards, which was the next part of the really exciting journey, and I had the person, the guide that was taking me through the whole thing, um, doing it with me, so it would tell me, you know, then to build up instead of just going cool, I can eat again as soon as the thing was done. So it was still limitations of going from 800 to, to 12 and then from 12 to so that it got brought in slowly. And it really just taught me all of it. But then as I was eating a bit more, I could then start doing muscle stuff, which I knew. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like that's, yeah, yeah. that's what I know. So it was great to get back to it, but it was from a different, completely different point of view of eating lean instead of, you know, so many people go, you can eat what you want when you're building muscle. Yeah, you can, but then don't get down when you've got the excess mm. weight that you need to build muscle anyway, so don't get me wrong, but, you know, eating pizzas and just whatever you want is, yeah, sure you are, but it's not, you know. So I just started to really learn about everything again. So then I got bit with the fitness bug because... <laughs> there's that phrase. There's that phrase. You're welcome. Put it in. Take it home. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> um, because I was just really enjoying it, and I was enjoying... And especially over lockdown when I had nothing else to think about other than my sinking bank account. Yeah. And, <laughs> you know, the, the career where you it was on a, you know, you just feel like you're getting better and then two years of doing nothing and people just start to forget you again. Anyway, that was cheery. Um, <laughs> so, so, but because of that, I was just putting all my attention into that and learning about it, which I loved. And I still do to this day. I've... I've definitely taken a step back because it's so hard. Like doing a show and 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 normal day life. Like I've been lucky to not have to do other jobs in between. Currently, because of you know very not successful, but my agent being able to help me out in terms of that. So again, I could put my energy into into the fitness side of it. But then as soon as you're doing a job or having to do the jobs in between, which I had to do a little bit before this, it's so hard. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but knowing that not having that information and that knowledge now of of how to go back and do that is great. So I, that's that's my love with fitness. That's uh, uh, on your Instagram this morning, right? There was uh, there was some fancy. Was it today? A pull up stuff? Was that today? I don't know that. Well, no, that wasn't today. That was it came up on my feed today. Ooh. That was that was a couple of while ago because I saw you liked it. Yeah, that stuff. Yeah, I became obsessed with pull ups. Yeah. <laughs> Got some, got some fun, like funky pull-ups and then, you know, some side to side. Oh, the sides, yeah, the side to like, sides. The like cycling of the legs as you come up. Like, oh, that. yeah, yeah, yeah. All those. It's all, I all really love those. I was yeah. that guy in the gym. As you should be. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If you I can, love it. Do it. But now you look and you go, all right, chill out. <laughs> do you know what I mean? I don't know. I'm like, fair dude. Fair play. Fair play. I got to do that. Effort to get to that level. Effort. I think that is a really, really tough thing that you touched upon, though. Like, the second you start the show, Mm. you go right well my focus is on something else mm. like i think for a lot of performers that's the thing that 
shifts across, right? That we suddenly start focusing on the the, the thing that we love the most, which mm -hmm. is whatever that job entails then. And so then having to work out when to go to the gym and what to do in the gym and what to eat and when to eat for a lot of us takes a massive mm -hmm. back seat and uh shameless plug that's why we made fit to perform right ding 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 there it is <laughs> there it is sorry that's a shameless advertising for ourselves no, no 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 um why put an advert into the chat when you can just bring it up <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you can just crowbar it in yeah <laughs> it'll be fine it'll be fine they'll never know. <laughs> we'll just, we'll just crowbar that in. and i mean so where do you live most of the time not address not for the star wars piece <laughs> you're just trying to find out the address just so you can send your panties. I know the address. I know the address. <laughs> I'm the one dressed as C3PO. <laughs> hey man, I mean, I'm, I was, I was. That was the one thing. I was nervous because when I, when I did Hangmen years ago, right? David is obviously such a huge part of uh, the Walking Dead. Yeah. People were turning up in zombie costumes, right, to see the show on numerous sure. occasions. So I was, I was kind of worried that there was going to be a couple of. Because we all wear the same uniform because we're in prison, right? So everyone's mm. got this very specific uniform. And at Comic-Con, I was look, like looking it up on Comic-Con and seeing pictures of it um, and seeing people in these outfits. I was convinced I was just going to see a couple of white uniforms with yellow sort of. I was... Fantastic. But luckily that hasn't, that hasn't happened yet. Uh, does so a little remember. bit of you want it to happen? No. <laughs> I would love no. somebody just in the darkness of the theatre to just turn on a lightsaber. Yeah. That would be fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> Just in the middle oh, of the for stalls. fuck's sake, mum. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. They're in. She's, yeah. she's back. Bloody hell. I mean, do you have, have you, because of being part of that franchise, have you like invested in it? How, how much did you have to delve into the previous stuff in order? Not really that much because it's kind of its own, it's its own story. So, yeah. it's, mm. um, so you haven't had to become a, a Star Wars historian to be no. able to... To be part of it. Well, technically, we're technically we're the first. Like when you look at the whole story of it, because it's right. now gone back right to the beginning. It's the sort of human, the birth of the rebellion, basically. Cool. So it's it's really right at the beginning. So gone back to the the seventies era. You get to uh... where sideburns. Yeah, again, we love them. <laughs> we love huge sideburns as opposed to I don't know why, but every show I do, they love dyeing my hair ginger. Yeah. I love it. And I'm, I'm not too far off anyway, but now bright, bright red. I mean, it's been like why six not? times now. Yeah, yeah six times. Lean into it. The, the industry's telling you something. What, be ginger? Big Yeah. And then I guess what's one of the jobs that uh, I suppose sticks out a little bit on your CV is Young Wilder, right? Because mm. that was a massive one. Mm. Yeah, it was great. Again, and I was very lucky to have it over COVID. So it was a chance to get out of England, which was mad. I can't tell you what it felt like getting on a plane at that point. <laughs> it was like a covert opera. Like it was, it was mad. Just like having to go to basically, basically a private hangar to get to get this flight out, where like six people were on this one plane. Wow! Wow! And three of them were the the cast, and then the other three were, I guess, just very rich people who just didn't want to be in London or something. So it was <laughs> it was it was crazy because they can afford to, right? Um, so it was crazy, but yeah, it was it was a great job. It was a great job. It was hectic. Got out there and the scripts. I mean, it was only until I think uh, the third week or something, and I was shooting towards if not in the second block i did like i still had no idea what was happening like no idea what was happening to the character uh and eventually somebody just was talking to me about the part and then just was sort of saying you got the crime bible right I was like, no <laughs> sorry you didn't get that and i was like no so like so so you have no idea what's going on absolutely not mate i'm just taking the sides and and building a character for myself here. Yeah, doing the best I can. And it was there, and it, you know, starting off the job, uh, being in three episodes, and then ended up being all of them, and then ended up being on the poster, and then being up, and it was kind of, none of that is what I signed up for. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which is great, but I loved it, which carried yeah. me on. In terms of producers and contracts is another story. Yeah. Um, but it was great. It was just great to just be able to, 
put the energy in. And it was kind of one of the first times, especially on screen, that I felt like I was collaborating. Like I had some sort of sense over over my part and I was being able to talk to the director and just like make, I could make big choices and mad choices mm. because one, it was on screen and two, they don't fucking know what's happening. So yeah. I can, at this point, <laughs> I can do what I want. I can just make a character, which I absolutely did in terms of they just, I think they just wanted the stereotypical scary guy in the background, mm. which is boring. Yeah. Nobody wants to watch that. It's that such a, a linear version of the story. So it was, it was great to be able to do that. Also, it's not uh, like I think audiences are a little more intelligent now than maybe they were in the the fifties with the advent of you know really seeing TV like this. Mm. I mean, like we recognise that that there aren't people like that mm. that are just that one thing. Like mm. no one really believes that they're evil. No, like there no. might be the odd person who, but that's its own <clears throat> thing, and even that mm. needs to be delved into. So, like yeah. to create an actual human person that, that is doing those things is far more interesting to for both you and, and for people watching, right? Yeah, yeah, it was. And that was, it was a kind of thing because it, uh, throughout the show, he believed he was this sort of very scary human and basically chases after whoever who's killed his brother. Um, and you believe he's this, this sort of scary guy. And then when it gets to basically towards the end of the show and you finally get the crime Bible, and then you look in it and goes, oh, he's been away from prison for a murder he didn't commit. So, just like, <laughs> so you're like, right. Yeah. <laughs> just made a lot of very strong choices there. Um, <laughs> how are we going to make this work in the end? So, yeah. It's a bit like that. I remember uh, reading about Snape in Harry Potter. Yeah. Niche reference. But like, and coming, coming to like the sixth film and J.K. Rowling apparently told um, Alan Rickman, like, everything so that the entire rest of the time i don't think he knew oh, wow. about the rest of it okay and he wow. he just had to kind of portray it and go right let's hope that might be incorrect and i'm sure there'll be some potter fans just yeah. like those star wars ones who will come right at me after this <laughs> they're say, all coming for you no it was on the 12th of june <laughs> that she told him uh, via text uh, but uh, yeah apparently like he was he was sort of doing the same thing going mm. right well i can't just play this as mm. as he's mm. a villain mm. and uh yeah, lucky it all sort of paid off. It's kind of great, isn't it? That's when I've always said, and as pretentious as it sounds, I think art, a lot of great art comes from chaos. Yeah. And it's, I'm sure you've had it, like I, the, my number one thing, what I love on stage is when it goes wrong. Oh, yeah. When something goes wrong and then you're just like, what do, you, <laughs> what do I do now? <laughs> Here we go. It's, yeah. It's just not what I've been doing for the last three months. I can like do something different. And something beautiful is born from it. Yeah. My brain is literally like just thinking of all the many things that have gone wrong on stage now. Yeah. It must be so good. It must be so mad for you because I don't, you both work in musicals, don't you? And mm. it's as well as other things, but I, I don't. So, I mean, that just become, it's, there's so much, I've noticed with, with musicals, there's so much going on. Just noticing something of a character, like trying to carry on juggling. Right when let's just say a mouse, a mouse has gone up your trouser leg or something, it kind of feels yeah. like that. I can't it, imagine. It's real fun. Yeah, I once had to be uh, a human break for a piece of set. This giant, giant like walkway that people, two people were dancing on, the brakes just wouldn't work, and we were on a rake, and I was dance captain. I was like. All right, on I go. So then I was just like lying on the floor, planted, just holding on to this, this unit that was trying to roll down stage whilst people were dancing on it. And I was like, ah! <laughs> I felt like I was like Tobey Maguire in Spider-Man. I'm like, ah, I can do it. Make a choice, Bobby. Which one dies? <laughs> I was the human break. <laughs> that is my superhero character. And was there a, I mean, was there a show stop? No, 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 we just carried on. That's, that's, I think, the thing that needs to change a lot. And maybe it's getting a little better. Is yeah. that they, Usually they would do absolutely anything possible to avoid a show stop. Mm. And mm. When I was on Matilda, they were really good because there's loads of kids in it. Mm. But there was one point where one of the bits of, um, there was loads of automation with the desks shifting across. And so there's like slight holes in the stage. And at one point we're on stage and then we just see fire start coming up. <laughs> and by the way, the floor is wood. So you're like, there's fire. There's fire on the stage. And uh, that one was like, as soon as it became like visible, on ran the stage manager yeah. and, and stopped mm -hmm. it. But you know when you're on stage dancing, you're like, fucking, fucking Yeah, why sweet. are we? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And they're like, 
We are revolting to the world. <laughs> yeah. It's not worth it, is it? Yeah, Let's no, just, it's, not. it's fine. It's they not. can come another night. Yeah. Just it's do a show better. stop. It's yeah. better. Although I watched a show the other day, um, and I won't say what it is, and there was a show stop in it because <laughs> it turns out someone was ill up, up top. You know, this happens. We have right. older audience mm. members, and, and somebody was unwell. Uh, and as it stopped, somebody ran on stage and said, you know, Sorry, ladies and gentlemen, you know, we're going to have to take a pause. They didn't tell the people on stage. So they were there like, do we, when do we go? Like, and obviously this had never happened to these people before. So we had this comedy act on stage while they were like, oh, the iron's coming in. Like, um, <laughs> shit. And they kind of like ran off. And then the person behind me was like, it's just stop oil. I, 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 I'm telling you, it's just stop, stop oil. That I bet there's been like a protest up there. And I was like, you would have heard it. Yeah. <laughs> Like, there's no orange paint or anything. Like, that's no. mad. The iron came in. Yeah, yeah. yeah it that's was wild it was, to not it, tell them and just bring in the iron. It was that's like more unsafe. Yeah, very. That's mad. It was crazy. Oh, I've been hit by an iron before. By an iron. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jesus caught me on the shoulder. Oof. That's like, like that's like broken collarbone kind of situation. It was, it was like a glancing outside blow, Oof. and I still like had to go to the doctor to get checked because it was ridiculous i was thankfully like somebody shouted and i like moved it wasn't meant to be the iron they were bringing in it was <laughs> a small theater but uh yeah wow. just casually bring in the iron don't yeah. worry you know wow. a, lot of, a lot of people want me dead but i didn't realize they were going to act on it like that's that's a hell of a way to go yeah. yeah. <laughs> stefan was crushed by the iron yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm okay with it yeah okay fine. if you're gonna go what a way to go yeah yeah, yeah go down in like tommy like, cooper right go on stage broken in half by a Go doing what you love. Ironing. <laughs> oh, God. Hey! That's terrible. I wonder if they'd have show stopped. <laughs> <laughs> nope. Well, there's that famous story, isn't there? It was David Birrell, who was at the Royal Court in Passion, and there was a gun. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And uh, the gun was fired at him. This is, You know, we have all these laws now where you're not allowed to shoot the gun directly at somebody. It has to be off. It's because... The, for, for good reason mm. and uh and this happened and it shot him in the eye and like he lost his eye and and chunk his face and it's a it was a horrifying incident they did not stop the show they finished that performance uh, that's mad which is crazy also did you know that equity's got a price for each of your body parts Oh, yes, I did know that. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. I knew that, yeah. And it's ridiculous. It's I'll need to find it because it's like, it's a joke. I want to know. It's like, you're insured for this amount. Oh, if you lose your right arm, it's like X amount of money. You're like, yeah. no, 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 no. No. I've lost wow. my arm. I've lost yeah, my, yeah, I've lost I've my, my like, actual like, arm. You need to pay for the entire rest of my life and more. Yeah. That's, <laughs> oh, my God. That's wild. Yeah, horrible. And he is the funniest man as well. He's super, super nice. Just how do these... I mean, going on to that, just how do these things happen? And also, you say they show, like, with the show stop, but looking at that case, they went back and finished the film. Yeah. That's it, the thing that yeah, I'm, oh, that I'm one, amazed yeah, yeah, yeah. at, that one. Yeah, that one's mad. I'm, I'm, I'm blown away. At first, I felt sorry for him. Now I'm like, oh, no. Yeah. Oh, no, you're okay. Yeah. So you finished the, you, right. you finish how, the film. Um, how can you watch like, that film? Yeah, and then post it about it? it. That's, like, mm. Yeah. Oh. I don't know, like, yeah. Yeah. It just feels in such bad taste, all of it now. Like, who's going to go, oh, no. People will, though, man. Yeah, people will. People will. It'll actually tell out, like, turn out to be a selling feature. Yeah. That somebody, oh, it's just it's dark, isn't it? Somebody died to make this, you know, mm. like, and, and not of their choice. Like, it wasn't no. like, no. Oof. No, thank you. Uh, shall we... <laughs> Yeah, on, on that cheery note. Um, is there anything about uh, fitness or wellness or anything in general that you would like to see get in the bin? Uh, yes. I uh, Man, I'd love to see all the, like, oh, just horrible people on YouTube get in the bin. <laughs> <laughs> horrible all YouTube people in the bin. All Who of them, all that stuff just, you know... Those adverts that just flash up to you, and that's an algorithm because I look it up, but those horrible adverts that it's kind of like, no, this isn't how you lose weight. You do this and you mm. go on this program and blah, blah, blah. Okay, it would just be, it's not that, after doing it, it's not that difficult in terms of, it is, motivate like yourself to get through it. It is a journey. But all these things that they're telling you 
to do and then and then do it also these other channels that, that tell you to do the other thing and just saying like no they're wrong and blah blah it just becomes so confusing and to somebody who's genuinely trying to get better and lose weight that like I just just somebody be honest yeah which is why great trainers are, are great because they're not just putting you through the mill I mean some do putting you through the mill and then when you go home and have a burger and all sorts and you, nothing works out so but just somebody tell the truth. Mm. It's just help people. Do you know what I mean? I'd like to think that's what we're trying to do. <laughs> <laughs> I can tell. Um, I can tell. But yeah, no, it's, it's true. Like they, there's just so much clickbait mm. on YouTube. Yeah. Like they come out with such extreme things that you're like, you're just completely misleading everybody. Like mm. there's no truth. There's no honesty to any of it. And you go, that's when you kind of start to lose faith. I think in it. It's difficult because you know I think there's that strange thing about going, everybody is just trying to make money from that group of people uh, just at the expense of others. So mm -hmm. it's, it's immoral, mm -hmm. you know, that you go and it's, it's tricky. Cause I think we're in a position where uh, we're trying to do it the right way and the moral way. Uh, and it, it's, it costs us a lot of money and a lot of time. And uh, it's been really, really difficult over the last two years to try yeah. and get to even this point. So I get it. Like, mm. I'm like, I understand why you'd make a lot of money really rapidly by sacrificing or compromising those morals and, yeah. and going, I'll, I'll do anything. I'll get more clients and then I'll do it the right way later. And you're like, mm. but what did you actually set out to do? Was it to make money or to help people? That's the thing. Yeah. yeah. What, what is your ultimate goal? Like, why, why, why did you get started in this business? Yeah. Like, and, yeah. I think that's the other ins that insult in part about it, though, isn't it? It's when, yeah, you're taking it for the money. You haven't done the job. Yeah. Mm. That, in any any world, people are going to be annoyed by it, by just not doing what you said you could do. Yeah. And just not delivering the product. So it's infuriating. It's infuriating, infuriating to see that. Is it thank in the God bin? There are trainers. It's right in the bin. That is in the bin. And also protein. That can get in the bin. <laughs> <laughs> well, just all protein. Just like. Or the requirement. <laughs> Just having to get it in, man. Yeah, yeah. it's annoying. Isn't it? Like it's, trying to build muscle. Tough. Yeah, trying to build it at that point. I was eating. I mean, I should. But at one point, you know, I was fucking eating like six grenade bars once because yeah. <laughs> I was just like, I'm, I don't know how else to get like get it in. And the shakes are horrible. They, you yeah, know, they taste like crap. And shakes, they, yeah. They? yeah, yeah. It is. It, if you get a good protein shake, you stick to that forever. Yeah, it's the Wild West, the protein shake world. Yeah. Like, I just like putting it in my porridge in the end. Yeah. Got, got a mask. I couldn't yeah. drink it anymore. I quite just... like those Arla products at the moment. They've got a really nice, they don't taste like protein things. They're yogurt and, and shakes that you can buy and stuff. So they're like convenience things that you'd pick mm. up rather than for home. Yeah. But uh, the, the flavor does not taste like it's got protein, like additional protein no, in it. No. Aldi do a banging protein yogurt that. I've heard about that. Tastes nice. Like it's like twenty grams of protein in it, and it tastes like legitimately nice. We can go with that. I mean, I wasn't lying when I said I genuinely did. At at one point, I was eating around six grenade bars Ooh. pretty much every day. That's nuts. Yeah. That's also, not when, that's not grenade. But she was just like with that time when I was trying to come out of that that diet yeah. in place as well, yeah. and all I wanted to do was eat junk, but didn't want to eat empty. Yeah, uh, because it was my old brain telling me how to do it. So it was just, that's what I was going with. Yeah. yeah. Hey, look, you know, it's all in levels, right? You go, well, that was a step up from where you were. Yes. It's, uh, mm. it's a, a step lower than, you know, a few steps behind where you are now. Like, mm -hmm. I, I think that's an important thing for people to know, right? That you go, there's no point wiping the slate clean of your entire nutritional history and trying to replace it with yeah, something yeah. else. It doesn't work. You go, right, what one step in the next direction can I add to this? Mm -hmm. And then do that. Mm -hmm. And then what next step? And then stop where you're happy with. Like, that's what I feel like. Yeah. People go, oh, I don't want to be somebody who only has salads all the time. Cool. Neither do I. No. Yeah. That's, that sounds fucking miserable. Yeah. So I'm like, you, you keep going on that until you find a version that you're happy with. Mm -hmm. That is it. That's yeah. as simple as that. So Problem solved. Done. Done. <laughs> yeah, Sorted. Uh, do you have any advice to people entering the performing industry? Uh, I don't know. Because right now it's so difficult. It's so... Asking that question a couple of years ago before COVID um, would have been a different thing, wouldn't it? But now with, with the writer's strike and stuff like that, it's mm -hmm. just, it gets, it's getting harder 
and harder every time you keep. And I know that's good because you've always got to battle stuff. But now it's beginning to feel like an impossible battle sometimes. Mm. To just there's more people, and the schools aren't aren't hitting the level that they used to anymore. So a lot of people are wondering what the point of even going to drama school is. Mm. And I can't argue with them because it sounds like what they're going through now is very different from what I had and in, in a lot of positive ways, but also in a lot of a, a lot of a soft way. Whereas this, this game is about sort of really facing your, yourself and pushing your brain to going to, to deeper and darker places and stuff like that. So I think if you're not encouraged to do that in school and, and it's, it's difficult, and especially from um, from MT point of view, which I don't know a huge amount, but my friends who have said it, it's it's getting even harder there, which is mad because it's the hardest. It's harder than what I do. Like it's it's so. <laughs> I was it, like, man, different different skills. Different. Well, yeah. I don't know. Just I mean, beast. I mean, you know, I know about the seven, you know, seven rounds of auditions and stuff like that. More. <laughs> well, there you go. <laughs> so many rounds. Yeah. Seven for a big show is is. Would be normal. Yeah, yeah. Seven yeah. days. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah. and but like I, you know, you do them that where you get fifteen, sixteen. It varies. It just varies massively. If and you're really good. lucky, and you get a three round. That's show, a, that's a like, win. Right. When they're like, let's do this all in a week. You're like, oh, this is going to be lovely. Yeah, that's the dream. Wow. It sucks. <laughs> that's crazy I, I just it, oh, it really sucks I've, I've just done a dance school today and I am seizing up as we speak oh, <laughs> he is he is I, I love what you just said I think it's a really really tricky balance that drama mm. schools are trying to um, work out now for exactly what you said of going well okay realising we have a duty of care of these mm. people's mental health mm. And, mm. and actually we can't treat people like we did previously and like you said going that is beneficial you go mm. it's a softer touch in, in, in a lot of ways and can uh, the question that they're working out now is, can you still achieve the same result with that outcome? And I suppose the question you're saying is like, at the moment, mm. maybe, maybe no, like who, mm. who knows, you know, you look at some of the, uh, I think about athletics quite a lot. And you look at, you know, Russian weightlifters, um, Chinese gymnasts, like historically have had these periods of utter dominance in their sport. And that has been through, horrific conditions mm, in order yeah. to get those people to achieve that level. Yeah. And, you know, you'd have to ask them and see if it's worth it. But, you know, to, to hit the peaks of human achievement, when you go, well, there's, there's 14,000 people that have applied for this job. Why should they pick you? Uh, that's when you start to go, well, what would you prefer? Mm. Would mm. you prefer to have had a worse time and your mental health be worse and maybe be less healthy as a human, but have better skills? Like, I don't know. And is that something you should offer? It's such, it's, it's, I mean, you're totally right. And it is. And a lot of the stuff that happened in drama school when I went there, I know was more than questionable. Yeah. But, Same. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, so there, there is, you know, we, you're totally right. It needs to be there and it can't, things can't, can't be like that because it's, it's yeah. not healthy. But at the same time, I also felt like a lot of those things that I did go through at that point, has really prepared me for the fucking, the madness of what's going on now, which yeah, is yeah. going out into the real world. And I had to bring it up with my agent recently, and I, I just, but I won't say his name, but I went for a casting director who made me at the end of an audition, and I still to this day can't decide if it was a passive move or not. But I called him out on it in the end. But I still can't. Um, he was moving into a new office, and he made me sign a bin. I left with loads of other people's signatures because it was like a actors who had been there thing. Now, if that was just a picture on the wall, I would be like, all right, get it. Why has it been? Do you know what I mean? And yeah, it's those that sort seems of like a weird move. It sounds very weird, doesn't it? And it's those it's those things that, but you build a resilience and a, a tough leather sort of brain yeah. when you're faced mm. with those things. So I'm very thankful for that because and the madness it's here and you know confidence of you've got two days to do an accent while you're doing a show as well to do it and then like well the accent isn't there i'm like yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> i don't know what you were expecting <laughs> yeah what am i meant to, i thought the whole point is that you're getting a general idea yeah yeah but then no no it needs to be pitch perfect 
Well, thanks for the training you provided. <laughs> yeah, Fantastic yeah, for that yeah, outcome. Yeah, you know? <laughs> like, cheers. Yeah, and still, the guidelines that you sent. No. Yeah. Nothing. Yeah. But building that leather skin, yeah. luckily, came from there. So I don't, it's, it's hard. I think we're in a transition period of what you're saying of, is it working? I think it will eventually. We just, nobody knows how to deal with it now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that is absolutely the case in, in my experience. Like, uh, everything you said, like drama school being like, nope, that is mm. like not how this should be done. No. But at the same time, it was so awful that, you know, people who've been entirely unable to deal with certain directors that I've worked with, et cetera. Uh, and I'm like, this this person, they're, they're a pussycat. Like, yeah. don't let that yeah. affect you. That's nothing. Mm. Not that that's ideal. I mean, like, mm. that's not the, the <laughs> yeah, way you yeah, want yeah. to deal with it. But you are like, that is the reality of the industry still. Maybe the industry just hasn't caught up. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think it's a great way of putting it. Uh, liar, liar. Oh, God. Now, without I saying anything. <laughs> Don't tell us if you've successfully lied. Don't tell us if you've uh, not lied. We'll guess what we think that is. Okay. Uh, we're not allowed to guess that you haven't lied. So we're going right. to guess something you've said. Okay. And I have absolutely no idea. I have nothing. Okay, no, I have something that is just an absolute rogue choice. You weren't born in a hospital. Because right at the beginning. Oh, God, that's so You weren't born in a hospital. That's, that's what I'm great. going with. That's my... That's, that's my, like, dart throw. <laughs> that is an excellent choice. Yeah, it is a great choice. <sighs> that just came to me. <laughs> oh, wow. Uh, God, that was intense. I felt, uh, I felt under pressure. I felt I, like I was doing a best man speech. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh I wouldn't know yet. Uh, <laughs> I don't think I've got one. I'm going to have to say, I'm going to have to just choose something. That it that it wasn't a, no, it wasn't a bin that he tried, made you sign. But, like, oh. but, but I don't think that's true at all. Uh Oh, I'm so sorry. What is it? It was the grenade bars. Oh! It was the grenade bars. Oh! <laughs> that is very good. I was fully invested. I was, yeah, that. I was invested in that. You know? I mean, I did eat three one day, but that's it. Not, <laughs> just not, not six. Not six. Could go through six. <laughs> like fair. Our yeah, tally yeah. stays at five They're good. three. <laughs> that was a good lie. That's one of. The, I think that's one of the best. One of the like. Absolutely, expertly delivered. Yeah, and Thank it was you. a decent chunky light. Wasn't yeah, like, it was like I had like, five grenade bars, not six grenade. Like it was like yeah, no, that's good. That's good. Guys, this or that. Oh yeah, the time for a game of this or that. We've got another game. <laughs> He's off. I'm <laughs> just having a look. Think about grenade bars. <laughs> uh, so we're gonna have one minute on the clock. Stefan's gonna present you with two options. It's a lightning round. You okay. gotta pick one. So it's right. Got it. Okay. Yeah. All right. Why don't I go closer to the mic? Oh, it's, it's intense. Ready, ready, ready. Okay, ready. Three, two, one, go. Eggs or bacon? Eggs. White bread or brown bread? Brown. The US office or friends? US office. Cardio or resistance training? Cardio. McDonald's or Burger King? Burger King. Singing or acting? Acting. Sam Mendes or Laurie Sansom? Ooh, <laughs> Sam Mendes. <laughs> uh, yoga or Pilates? Pilates. Family Guy or Love Island? Family Guy. Domino's Pizza or Papa John's? Papa John's. Sport or dance? Uh, sport. Alcohol or chocolate? Alcohol. Matching socks or mismatching socks? Mismatching. Coke or Pepsi? Uh, Pepsi. Wallander or Andor? Andor. Game of Thrones or Glee? Uh, I've not watched either. Book or Kindle? <laughs> uh, book. Green shaven or beard? Uh, beard. Personal st uh, stylist or personal chef? Personal stylist. <laughs> guitar or piano? Uh, guitar. Sexy body or sexy mind? Sexy body. A shower or bath? <laughs> Uh, bath shows at dawn or shows at any other time <laughs> <laughs> any other time <laughs> dogs or babies uh, dogs snakes or badgers badgers theme park or water park uh, water park running or walking running tea or coffee coffee Bobby or Stefan both of you <laughs> yeah. are wonderful <laughs> <laughs> oh I think we what, just over just over one minute and six oh. seconds Oh, very. I mean, that was, show at dawn was excellent. That was, that was fantastic. I should explain what happened there. We, we had to do our press, not night, because we had to do it. The whole point of the show was doing it when dawn came up. So we did a show at 12 p.m., came well, down at 2 a.m. or something like that. I think it actually started a, a touch later than that. No, you, oh, cool. God, of course, there's stupid things to say. Yes, yeah. it must have, it must have started at about two or three in the yeah, morning. It was, it was that stupid. Is brutal. And in theory, it sounded ridiculous. At the time, we were like, this is going to be ridiculous. And then it came to it, and we were like, this is the best thing. Oh, yeah. It yeah, was creatively, this is like, this feels amazing. It was by far, but creatively, like, yeah. And, was, and the descendants of the people were there. Like, you got to meet the descendants yes. of the character you're playing. And uh, it, yeah. Like, yeah. It was amazing. Yeah. It was just so weird. Yeah. Going from what you would do, which is the party with drinks, to party with 
egg sandwiches. Yeah. And like literally <laughs> breakfast food. It was, it was, Let's have a breakfast platter. I was, and then we went out, and then we went out drinking. I was fucking delirious. Yeah. By the end of the day, I was just all over the gaff. Mental. I love it. Fantastic. Yes. Well, thank you so much for joining us. Gentlemen, yeah, thank you for having me on. It's been a pleasure. Yeah, and really uh, nice. I don't know if uh, the show will still be going by the time this airs. I think it might have just might finished. Just finished. So uh, you've missed it. <laughs> but I hope it, you saw it. But uh, uh, if it's still, because uh, we'll release this on a Monday, if it's out, it's Patriots, if it's just finished, then... Uh, Bad luck. Then... <laughs> Bad luck. Yeah. I think it's, then uh, tough today. Then you suck. August 19th, so probably is when we finish. Oh, we might, maybe just. I might just yeah. catch the end. So be quick. It. Go and see it. And thank you at home or wherever you might be for listening. Absolutely. And if you've enjoyed this episode, click those like and subscribe buttons. Find us on Instagram at fit underscore talk, as always. If you've got any questions you want answered, slip slide into those DMs. I will be in there eating a grenade bar. I thought they would come in somehow. <laughs> yeah. Thanks again for listening. And if you like what we've heard, we've been fit to talk with our guest, as I used to say, Joseph, Joseph Davis, and me, Stefan. And me, Bobby. And if you didn't like it, we've been Joe Wicks. Peace out. <laughs>